You are now tuned into my skin is my thing. And you are now tuned into another episode of Intellectually Petty Radio brought to you by M3S3 Clothing. Men make moves and suckers stand still. And tonight I have the distinct honor and privilege of welcoming Dr. Shara M. Good to the conversation. She is a self-care master, an author, um, a, a recharge strategist, a mother, nationally certified in hospice and palliative care. I could go on and then I will be doing this for the next two weeks. So let's get the queen on without hesitation. Thank you, queen, for uh, joining the conversation. How you Hello, doing? Hello, good evening, good evening. I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Oh man, it's an honor and a privilege, a pleasure, pleasure. I think I said that right. Anyway, it's an honor to have you on. Um, how you doing? How's life? How's your family? We're doing well. Still healing. Still um, getting over everything from the last year or so with losing Jordan and also with all of this pandemic mess. So, just trying to stay healthy. That's what we're doing this year. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I've had a crappy two years myself. Yeah. Um, yeah. Since since you started with with Jordan, mm -hmm. let's go back to that day. Okay. What's the first thing you remember from that day? Oh, you mean before it all happened or mm -hmm. before it all happened? Oh, I remember getting up that morning and preparing to speak on a virtual platform for youth. And he walked in the door. And I couldn't get up and take my normal pictures with him and hug him like I normally would. Mm -hmm. So I was kind of like signaling him, like waving, you know, <laughs> as he was getting his things because he had just moved from home two weeks prior to that. And he was coming back home to get some more of his belongings. Mm -hmm. So I didn't get to speak to him. Um, but that was like 10 hours before um, I found out that he had an accident. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, and for those people who don't know, he was in a motorcycle accident, if I remember correctly. Correct. Yes, that's correct. Mm -hmm. And he lost his life. Yes, he was instantly killed. Uh, he, he was thrown from the motorcycle and hit the guardrail. So it was just him and just him and the guardrail. It wasn't any other vehicle involved in the crash. Wow. I, I, and my deepest, deepest condolences you. to you and Thank your family. Um, how do you deal with that? How, how do you manage the, the pain? <laughs> day by day is all I can say. Um, he died on August the 20th. Um, I mean, August 22nd of 2020. So around this time, I normally go through a little funk. Um, and I just, you know, I remember him, I see pictures of him, things like that. And so that can be rough. So it's, it's an ongoing healing journey. Mm -hmm. Um, I give myself permission to feel whatever it is I feel each day. And I give myself permission to be selfish sometimes because it, it was a lot to go through. And so, um, I live life not doing anything I don't want to do anymore. And if I want to do it, I get it done. <laughs> As you should. You deserve that. You earn yeah. that. Um, and and by the way, you are absolutely one of the strongest individuals on the planet. <laughs> and I, if nobody has told you today, I am extremely proud of you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. You're very welcome. Um, you have done a lot. You've been a nurse for over 30 years. We've been talking about that. Um I too am a nurse. Yes. And yeah. Um, but it's crazy. You know, like I got into it. My mother, basically, I was selling drugs at the time. I was 19 years old, 18, actually. And my mother said, get out and go to nursing school. Okay. I went to nursing school. She put me out anyway. Um, <laughs> she was right for doing so. 
Once I was a jerk as a kid. Um, what 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 led you to nursing? Uh, well, I used to dress up in kindergarten as a nurse, so I always had the desire to help people. I always knew I was going to be a nurse since kindergarten. When they say, "What do you want to be when you grow up?" I want to be a nurse. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, um, I used to see my grandmother, my aunt, and my mom. They were nurses' aides. Very Mm -hmm. early on, they used to get dressed up in their white uniforms and their caps and their stethoscopes. And that was attractive to me Mm -hmm. I used to see them going to work. Um, And so I was like, I want to wear that uniform. I want to wear that cap. And, you know, we don't want the caps now. But, uh, yeah, I used to dress up for career day as a nurse. And uh, when I was old enough, 17 years old, I became a nurse. I actually became a nurse before I was a high school grad. So I had to take a day off of work to go back to school to graduate. (laughs) That's dope. Yeah. Like, yeah. like, wow, the parallels between our lives are are, are something. Yes, yeah. Um, it's like I said, I've been doing it since I was 19. Um, never, never dreamed of doing it. I always kind of wanted to be an attorney. Um, but it just fell into my lap and I actually ended up being good at it. And here we are three decades later. Absolutely. You, you can know, always um, you can always go into uh legal nursing. I thought about that. <laughs> yeah, you know, um, and and Oh, excuse me. I just, uh, uh, I don't, I just like the patience. Yeah. All the other shit, you know, I don't really care for the bureaucracy <laughs> and all of it. You know, uh, I'm not with that. And the last thing I want to do is be on stand, you know, testifying against another yeah. nurse. Yeah. Court is no joke. I've been once. <laughs> Never really? Really? Yeah. It wasn't for me, but mm-hmm. um, I was called in by a family member who thought I was going to testify in their behalf and I was off that day. So that's all I could keep saying is I was not working the day in question. I was not at the day in question, <laughs> but it's intense. Let me tell you, it's a journey. Wow. Okay. Um. So geez, where do we start? You do so much. Um. Your first book, which book was that? My first book was The Crash That Altered My Life. And I, I find that so ironic that that was the name of my first book, but mm-hmm. literally Jordan's crash is the crash that altered my life, um, you know, in, in real time. So when I talked about the crash that altered my life, I was talking about um, a really tumultuous divorce from my kid's father mm-hmm. who, who actually died six months after my son did, which is oh, wow. very ironic as well. So I talked about the emotional and the financial heartbreak after a divorce, when you've been married for years, I was married to their dad for 14 years. And um, after our divorce, life changed for me then um, financially, emotionally, um, starting over becoming an instant single mom after, you know, we divorced. Mm-hmm. And so that I think it brings more pain about because I was there for everything for Jordan in his journey to become an NFL player. That was his dream. Mm-hmm. And he was so close. He was already on the NFL draft list. He was already doing amazing things um, on the field and off the field academically. So the crash had altered my life. And that became a number one bestseller on the first day that I released that. So it let me know that there was a need and that there were people who had undergone similar situations as myself that needed to know how to regroup and start their life over again. So I gave 10 ways to basically regroup and start to live your life again after you've you know, maybe hit rock bottom from divorce, or maybe you've hit rock bottom emotionally or financially. Let's talk about those ten those ten ways. As a matter of fact, you you sent me eight. Well, these are these are eight different ones. Well, I've transitioned now from from that 
from mm-hmm. those ways that we do now. That was when I was in that season. But mm-hmm. now I'm in a different season where it's all about self-care, self-love, recharging your internal batteries mentally, physically and emotionally, because we're all a puzzle, really. <laughs> if we think about it, we're a three part puzzle, mind, body and spirit. If, if you think about a, a physical puzzle that you put together and you set it on a table and you're putting that puzzle together and you have a piece that may be missing or you have one piece of the puzzle that's maybe ripped, the piece of it is ripped or it's bent and those pieces don't fit in properly. You can't mm-hmm. get the full picture of that puzzle, That the beauty of that puzzle. The same thing with us. If one piece of us needs healing, needs to be repaired, is broken, then you don't get to see the full potential of yourself. You don't get to see the beautiful full person that you are. So that's why we have to do that self-work. We have to recharge, plugging, unplugging our gadgets and plugging into ourselves. So what would be the first step for you to recommend to somebody? So that's the eight recharge pillars of self-care. The first one is self-advocacy, making sure that you're speaking up for yourself, knowing yourself enough to know your Mm -hmm. do's and your don'ts for other people when it comes to your life and saying no to others to say yes to yourself and saying no without an explanation because no is a complete sentence so often we feel like we have to explain to people but it's about you and how you're loving on yourself and the things that you will accept and will not accept in your life so advocating letting others know how to treat you by the way that you treat yourself yeah you know what i i my mother passed away in 2020 and not i was always a pretty vocal individual Mm -hmm. um but her funeral really kind of highlighted my ability to kind of stick up for myself mm-hmm. and and not be a jerk about it but just let let certain individuals know in no uncertain terms that you know this is my mother I love you but I love my mama these these are the things she wanted and this is how it's gonna go down mm-hmm. you may feel us a different way and that's fine but it's not changing yeah you know Absolutely. so I can totally understand the self-advocacy part okay so what we do next the next thing is look at how you're taking yourself, taking care of yourself internally. Because remember, we're approaching this from a mind, body, spirit standpoint. So mm-hmm. look at what you're eating. We always have heard you are what you eat. So mm-hmm. especially now, our food is killing us. So what are you actually putting in your gut? What you put in is going to portray itself on the outside, whether it be your waistline or your skin. You're going to be able to tell whether you're eating those healthy, nutritious foods, getting rid of the crap which is things that are chemically refined, altered, processed foods that Mm -hmm. they taste good for a moment on the lips, but they last a lifetime on the hips. (laughs) So you got to get rid of that crap and adopt the crow, eat crow, clean, raw, organic, whole foods that are going to last with you for a while, leave you full, leave you sustained, nurture your body, give you all the nutrients, all all the vitamins and minerals that you need, where typically you won't need a supplement if you're eating properly. So watching the way that we eat, what we put into our bodies, because this is a fine-tuned machine. If you don't nurture it, it's not going to nurture you when you need it most. And for those people out there that's like, oh, it's going to taste like ass. I thought the same <laughs> thing. Um, I had a whole heart attack, had to have a cabbage. Mm-hmm. So we didn't had to reorganize what I put in my body. And the American Heart Association actually has some really great recipes on their website. Yes, they do. Yeah. Oh, my God. Some of some of them aren't the best, but, you know, as you go through it, you'll find the things that you like and the things that you don't. But don't give up on yourself because you will end up in my shoes and you don't want that. 
And okay, don't be so afraid to experiment. I mean, like mix up some vegetables. I've thrown vegetables together and was like, oh, that's really good. Try some vegan options. If you don't like it, you never do it again. But at least you tried. So I like I'll go into the vegan aisle and get vegan meatless meatballs and mix it up and with some oh. onions and some mushrooms and put some red sauce on it. And then <laughs> wow, now I'm eating, now I'm eating greens and vegetables instead of eating meat. So Yo, I got I got the worst uh, <laughs> vegan story in history oh, goodness. that actually happened in Baltimore. Um, I came down there. We had an event down there and I had really no experience with vegan restaurants. Um, everybody else went to the vegan spot next door. There was a chicken spot. I went to oh. the chicken spot, came back to the vegan spot with my food and they were pissed. <laughs> oh, Man, you would think I'd have shot somebody, man. They they put me out so quick, man. My head really? was spinning. Yeah, I had to apologize. <laughs> I had I, it was ignorance, though. I did not know. Now right. I know I wouldn't cross that line at this point. So if you're out there, don't take no meat into a vegan spot. They are do not. No, you don't take that. <laughs> you might you might be able to get away with taking the the, the vegan food into the right. <laughs> but that whoo. Anyway, okay. So what's next? All right. So the next one is after you eat. You have to get that food out of you, right? So you need to move. Right. You need to move your body. When you're moving, you're you release those feel-good hormones, those endorphins. By moving, you know, once you get to 30 minutes, that's when the endorphins start to release. So you want to work out at least 30 minutes or more every day. Okay. And that's not only going to be good for your weight to keep you with a healthy weight, a healthy heart, but it's also going to help with your mindset, with your your mentality. Because when you release those feel-good hormones, it combats depression and sadness and especially with like things that i've been through and a lot of people yeah. are really sad and depressed right now because of covid they're yeah. not able to you know go like they used to go they're not able to socialize and as humans we're social we're sociable so a lot of people are suffering with depression but moving your body is going to help you with the depression it's going to make you feel good it's going to make you look good and then you're going to feel even better so getting up moving and people think you have to go to the gym you do not have to go to the gym in order to get in shape, you can walk in your neighborhood, you can do the stairs in your home, you can get an elliptical in your home, whatever you want to do, or you can just ride your bike. There's so many things that we can take the excuses out of why we're not taking care of ourselves now. The world is open to us. So moving your body, even if you have a job where you're sitting at your a desk, mm -hmm. you can do squats at your desk, you can do calf raises at your desk. So we take all mm -hmm. the excuses out of moving your body. You have to move. Dance to your favorite songs. You know, if you're cleaning up, Use the vacuum clean and dance while you put your music on and dance while you're vacuuming. That's still considered movement. So as long as yeah. you're moving your body, we've heard that saying you lose what you don't use. So Absolutely. if you don't use your muscles, you don't use your body when you need it the most. When you go to do something, you're going to have injuries or you're not going to be able to move your body the way you want to. So it's very important that we nurture our body, mind, body and spirit. That's what it's all about, that three part puzzle. And that's what we're talking about, the eight recharge pillars to help you to rejuvenate, recharge, to reboot your body, your mind, your spirit, so that the best version of you presents itself every single day. Wow. Yeah. And you know what? Um, the exercise equipment is not that expensive either. No, not now because nobody's used <laughs> <laughs> And if you buy the shit that you got to put together yourself, it's a lot oh, cheaper. Boy. 
Yeah, it is. It's, it's not fun. Eat. Yeah, it, don't get me wrong. Like on exercise too, if you have to lift it and put it over, that might be oh exercise too. <laughs> Took me a whole day to put the exercise bike together. Oh my god, but it's been worth it. Yeah, I sat it right in front of the TV so I can still I can semi be lazy. I exercise, I ride the bike, but I watch I still watch TV. So. And exercise is not throwing your clothes over the over the uh, exercise equipment. <laughs> it's not count. <laughs> okay, okay. So, so what's what's next? So after you move, of course you're going to get tired. You've eaten. You, you've eaten. You've you've. Uh, Moved your body. Now you it's time to relax and meditate. So I'm going to put those two together. Relaxation mm-hmm. and meditation. They go, they intertwine. So mm-hmm. some people don't know how to relax. They don't know how to just kick their heels up and do absolutely nothing. So when you're relaxing, it means that you're allowing your mind to rejuvenate itself, calm down. It's almost like a computer. Mm-hmm. If you never, ever shut your computer off and you let it run, 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 what's going to happen? It's going to overheat and it's going to shut off on its own, whether you want it mm-hmm. to or not. Yeah. Same thing with our minds, our bodies. If we just go, 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 we're not getting proper rest. We're not relaxing. We're not having those cool down periods. Our mind is going to, we're going to start to find ourselves having memory lapses. We're going to feel like we're overwhelmed. We're going to feel like we, we are just exhausted and tired. Mm. So if we have to plan time to relax and meditate. When you're meditating, you can either take yourself on a mini mental vacation, meaning that you can just close your eyes Take a couple deep breaths. Imagine yourself in that place that you want to be. Like my favorite is Jamaica. I always do creative visualization and I take people on a mini mental vacation to Jamaica and tell them, you know, you've just stepped off the plane. You've gotten situated. You're walking along the shore. You can hear the water actually hitting the shore. You make the sounds. You, You physically put yourself mentally. I'm sorry. Put yourself in a physical location. And that's a mini mental vacation. You can imagine yourself sitting there. You can wiggle your toes. And if you really get engaged and involved in it, you'll feel the sand on your feet. And I say, dig a little deeper. Now the sand gets cooler as you get deeper. So I do guided guided uh, mini mental vacations during workshops that I do um, when I'm speaking. And then talk about Winston coming over to the ladies, bringing them a drink. And Beyonce coming to bring the men a drink. <laughs> and it gets really involved. You're like, oh. And then I tell them, you, you can stay here as long as you want. And it's for free. You get a mini mental vacation for free. Nobody's going to tell you you have to leave until you have to get up and do something else. So doing things like that helps you mm-hmm. to relax. Um, also with meditation, you want to take, you know, you can light candles. You can use sound bowls. Um, sound bowl is when you take the gong and you hit the side of a bowl and the vibration mm-hmm. helps you to relax your body. It also can bring order to a meeting. So that sometimes that's what they're used for. Um, I'm sound bowl, ther- uh, sound bowl therapy certified as well. So sometimes I'll use it to call a session to order when I'm working with my clients in my wellness studio. Um, that's one way you can play soft music. Uh, music is very, very therapeutic. So you pick the genre of music that speaks to the mood that you want to be in. So if you want to be in an upbeat mood, then play play your play your trap music, play your play your upbeat music, play your rap, play whatever it is that will make you feel good. But if you're feeling like you had a stressful day, don't go in there and pump yourself up. You want to give your your body and your mind a chance to rejuvenate and just calm down. Um, there's something on uh, YouTube called Megahertz, mm-hmm. and it's just sounds. It's Megahertz sounds, and it's meant to reduce anxiety, put you to sleep if you need to sleep. And sleep is very important because sleep is when all the healing action happens in your body. 
that's when you lose weight in your sleep. So all the work that you've done all day with your eating healthy and all that, you lose your weight in your sleep. That's when chemicals, that. yeah, that's when chemicals and hormones are released from our body, like melatonin. It's responsible for a restful night's sleep. That's why you should sleep with a cool, um, dark environment. Use maybe even blackout curtains if you have light that comes in from the outside. Cover mm. up your cable box lights. Turn your cell phone down because any ambient light interferes with that melatonin absorption in your body. And then you find that you're groggy the next day. You're not as restful as you thought you should have been when you're getting eight and 10 hours of sleep, yet you're still tired. Why? Because maybe you're not allowing the chemicals to fully release from your body. And then sleeping nude is another thing that helps those chemicals to be released from your body that needs to be released without any kind of uh, distractions from clothing or pajamas that's trapping it in and not allowing you to to, uh, go through the entire process that your body needs to to rejuvenate. Okay, so sleep butt naked and I'll sleep better. <laughs> gotcha. Yes, yes. Um, in, a, in a dark, cool environment, get those hands going. <laughs> Yo, because I, I I I struggle with sleeping a, a full eight hours. Like three o'clock in the morning, every freaking night, I'm woke. Now I may not be woke. You know, I I won't be woke for the rest of the night. But like that 15, 20 minutes that mm-hmm. I wake up fucks up my whole night. And I'm yeah. always exhausted in the morning. Yeah. Is there a way I can fix that? What are you doing before you go to bed? Typically, nothing, to be quite we, honest. No television? We don't even have a television in our room. Okay, that's a good thing. Um, do you it have, is not. Like, I hate that, but that's another story. <laughs> <laughs> it's good because you want your place, you want your room or, or your place where you go to sleep to be just for that. You don't want to get in bed and start working. Because then even after you stop, you're still going to be, your brain's still processing what you were doing prior to bed. So when you're watching television, a lot of times people wonder, why did I dream about what I saw on TV? Because Mm -hmm. your brain's still processing, even though you think you shut it off, your brain's still processing all the information that you just took in. So it's better to not have a television um, and make your room, train your body and your mind to know that when I go into this room, oh, oh, he's shutting it down. She's shutting it down. It's time to go get rest. So look at what you're doing prior to that. What are you eating? How close to bedtime are you eating? You should That's not eat anything. Yep. Yes. You shouldn't I, eat anything. I work 12 time. hours. It's tough. So okay. I don't get home. You know, when I when I do work, I don't get home at 7 30, 8 o'clock. Okay. And then you're ready to go to bed after you eat. Yeah. Because you get the itis. <laughs> which I, I goes back, look, which goes back to what are you ingesting? I've been doing great lately. Late. Okay, good. Good. You know, good. completely because I had to have another cardiac cath and it did it, it, oh, it wow. wasn't good. Oh wow. Yeah. Yeah. So completely overhauled. She threw away all the shit I like. Just <laughs> put it in, seriously in the garbage bag and threw that shit away. The stuff we could good. give away, we gave away. Um, but I want to make sure, you know, like I, I, I got grandkids, not like to have some great grandkids. I like to see them. So mm-hmm. you know, I'm not gonna sit around and lazy my ass into a coffin. I'm going to work my ass off and make sure that I'm here for the next couple of decades. Absolutely. You know, but yeah, that, it's, that's so yeah, depending on what time you're eating before you go to bed, you should at least stop eating at least an hour mm-hmm. before bed. Same with alcohol, an hour or more before you're going to go to bed, because now you're now the, the time that your body is supposed to be at rest. Your mm-hmm. body is now trying to process what you ate. Okay. So your body's still working instead of actually rejuvenating, recharging and relaxing. Okay. All right. So where are we at next? All right. Next, we're on to some one of my favorite forgiveness and healing. I'm going to do those two together. 
So forgiveness and healing. A lot of times we don't even remember what somebody did to us, but we're holding on to it for dear life. <laughs> but it's killing us. I'm a petty nigga. Intellectually petty, ready on that. Yes, I'm petty. So I'm gonna hold on to. I've been. Mm, I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> but forgiveness is not for them. It's for you because as long mm. as you're holding on to, to what somebody else did to you, you're holding yourself prisoner. Okay. So it's up to you how long you let what hurt you haunt you. Mm. Let me say it again. <laughs> I do actually. It's That's up to beautiful. you how long you let what hurt you haunt you. So as long as you're holding on to something that someone else did to you, they are in control. So you're giving someone else control of your health, your life, your mind, your thought process. And it's haunting you every day that you're holding on. They probably don't even remember what they did to you. So sometimes we have to even forgive ourselves. Sometimes it's things that we've done in our past that we're that we can't forgive ourselves for and say, hey, that's not the season that I'm in anymore. That's not who I am anymore. We're, we're, we're human. We all make mistakes. There are things Life is trial and error, right? So we've done Absolutely. things maybe that we're not proud of today that we did 10 years ago, but others are still trying to hold you to, to that person that you are, that you were. But it's up to mm. you to forgive yourself for anything in your past that you did that you're not happy with. And then you can't truly heal until you've forgiven. So it mm. intertwines healing and forgiveness. And then if there are things that are traumatic that have happened in your life, if you can't heal without help, get help, get necessary help. I know when Jordan died, Mm -hmm. I, I had to get uh, grief counseling. This was something I had never, ever dealt with before. I had never had, um, I had had a good girlfriend die, mm -hmm. but, I, but it didn't impact me like losing a child. And then behind that, losing my ex-husband. So it was just like a blow. And if the first person that you get that, that your counselor doesn't fit, get somebody different. So my first grief counselor wasn't it. I felt like mm -hmm. I was teaching her. <laughs> mm -hmm. wow. So, so I went back to the drawing board and then I found someone who actually aligned with what I needed. She actually had lost her daughter. So she was a grief counselor who had experienced loss. So she knew exactly what I was feeling and was able to give me steps and exercises to do even when she wasn't around. So I, I love the fact I can pick her up anytime I need her. So if I'm having a rough day or a rough week, I'm like, I need you again and I can mm -hmm. pick her up again. So don't be afraid to get help, especially in the African-American community. You know, we we are anti-therapy. It's getting yeah. a little better, but we think if you get therapy that you're crazy. No, you you need some help sometimes to get through some things that are traumatic. And some of us have trauma that has, ha has happened to us since we've been little. And we're still dealing with it as adults because we've never got the proper help to get over. Mm. Mm. So forgiveness and healing is huge. And you again, we're talking about that three-part puzzle, mind, body, and spirit. You can't truly be whole until you've done the self-work, the self-care, the recharging and these, these are just eight ways that we're discussing that's going to help you to recharge through self-care. And just, just my little two cents for, for, the, for the sisters out there. Um, don't weaponize a man's feelings. Mm -hmm. If a man trusts you enough to be vulnerable, mm -hmm. accept that compliment and don't dish it out when you pissed at the guy. Yeah. You know, that, that, that has happened to me before. And when it happens to a, a brother, you it, it, you you go back into the cave, yeah. You know, and you go further into the cave than you were the first time. So just just my little two cents out there. And not only that, if someone, if anyone comes to you and shares their trauma with you, or their feelings, or they're vulnerable in front of you, it's not it's not your story to tell to someone else. Don't share what someone trusted you mm -hmm. with in their most vulnerable or weakest moments. 
you keep that and you save that to yourself saying, wow, they trusted me enough to keep that, you know, to, for me to share that with me. So a lot of times, you know, people will wait and then they're like, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell what this, what this is or whatever. And that actually is more traumatic to a person oh. feeling like they're being judged outside of something that they told someone that they trusted. Yeah. So yeah. a safe space is definitely necessary. Um, when you're talking to someone. So that's that's the good part about a therapist. They have HIPAA laws that protect you. They have client, um, patient-client confidentiality that they cannot share your information. So that's why it's good to get a therapist if you need one. And I will say one thing, you know, like tragedy definitely redefines your circle. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, it lets you know who's in your corner and who's not. Everybody shows up to the funeral. Yeah. <laughs> You know, yeah, it, it's just like a big party, mm-hmm. folks. You know, mm-hmm. you, you you cried and everybody gets drunk. We laugh, <laughs> we have good memories. But six months down the line, when you're at home and it's six o'clock in the morning and, and, and you're crying, mm-hmm. who's there then? Who can you call? Yeah, that's true. That you is know, so true. Um, that, that's one thing. Like I, I lost my mother and my father within a couple of months. Mm. And yeah, it wow. definitely lets you know. Yeah. Who riding with you and who ain't? Yeah, and death okay. is so final. Death, death is so final. So when you lose someone, oh. you know, it, support is definitely needed. And again, like you said, everybody's at the funeral, but it's it's the months to the year to two yeah. years after that you really yeah. need people to be like, I'm just checking on you. Like people tend to forget, like yeah. that you have that loss, but that loss feels like yesterday to you because genuinely, when you lose someone, you really don't get to grieve them in the beginning because you're too busy trying to make arrangements to bury them and yep and then you have to go back to to reality and it's like you're standing in the middle of of time and time just keeps going around you and you're stuck at the same time frame where you got the news and people don't recognize that and so one of my missions is to normalize grief and let people know it's okay to grieve even if it's out loud Mm -hmm. and that's why i shared my grief journey with losing jordan because People always say like early, you were like, oh, you're so strong. And people see me as a strong individual. But that was the one thing that should have taken me out of here. So sometimes it shocks me that I'm still standing. And sometimes I have my moments even still. It's been mm-hmm. um, it's been since August of 2020. So we're talking about over a year. It hasn't even been a year and a half yet that my son's been gone. And I literally just started cleaning out his room. So like wow. it's like not even a year and a half. And I've I just started cleaning up his room, and I can't do it all in one day. Like I, I literally have to take, understand. Yeah, I take a little bit out, then I stop, then I fix a little more stuff, and I stop. I, I packed up some things, then I stop. So it, it's a it's a process. It's a journey. It's no it's no race. It's not a sprint. It's a marathon. It's going to take time, just like it took time to get to know those people and you love those people over years. It's going to take that much more time to get through not having them around. You never get over it. That's why I didn't right. say get over it. I said get through, get through it. Yeah. Just to just to find new ways to cope, new ways to honor them, new ways to keep their memory alive. And by keeping their memory alive, it nurtures your spirit and your soul. And you got another son too, right? I do. I have a 26-year-old Joshua. And so I had to... Um, the experience with him losing his brother and his dad in six months apart mm. really taught me that everybody grieves differently Mm -hmm. because after my son died, I wanted him to be closer to me. Right. But then when his dad died, he shied way away from me and I I wasn't talking to him. And I'm like, you're all I had. Why aren't you coming around more? He was processing that he lost his brother and his father 
at the same time, like six yeah. months apart. So he had to deal with it his way. Um, he's doing really well now, but he just went into a shell. He wanted, he's like, Ma, can you just let me live? That's what he said to me. Mm. Ma, can you let me just, can you just let me live? And what, what I took from that, I didn't say anything else. I just backed all the way off. And I said, you know what? Just like I teach self-care, I have to just start focusing on me and my journey of healing and not really necessarily worry about how he's doing right now until he's ready to come around. Just be there when he's ready. He needed his own journey. He had, Everybody's journey is different. Some yeah. people scream, holler, and cry. Some people go into isolation. Some people just surround themselves. Some people drink. Some people do it. Everybody's journey is different. Mm. And so I had to, I like really seeing that. And that's what created the book, Permission to Feel and Heal. There's no wrong way to grieve. There's no mm. wrong way to grieve. Some grieving, if you stay stuck in a certain place, can be unhealthy. Um, that's when you really, really need to start getting some help. If you're drinking every day, all day, and you're, you know, you can't regroup at all, where you right. can start to have some type of normalcy back to your life, you really want to speak to someone. Um, but there's no wrong way to grieve. And so that's what the book allowed its readers to see that all of the authors that was in that book had a different experience with death. There were mm -hmm. other there were other parents that lost their children. One lady in the book lost both lost two children, and I said, "Wow, you went through that twice." When I was reading her story, like you mm -hmm. went through that twice and you're still standing. So it just showed that everybody's grief journey is different, um, and it also normalizes how someone who is grieving now may feel. So so often we think we're by ourselves. We think that we're the only ones that are going through whatever we're going through. But just reading a story that someone else had those same emotions, that same response normalizes your feelings. So mm. grief needs to be normalized more. Um, I, I definitely think that even in the workforce that that more time needs to be allowed for grieving. Um, when you're talking about losing someone very close, like a child or a mother or a father, you know, what they give you like three days sometimes and you have to use your you have to use your time or you have to leave, yes. use family medical leave and use all of your vacation. So you go back and you're forced to work every single day because you don't have any time left. And they want to put your grief on your clock. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I can remember my, my previous job when I was doing hospice nursing. Literally, the week I went back, they sent me to a death visit. Mm -hmm. You have to go pronounce somebody dead. Can you imagine how I felt? Mm. Wow. It was the hardest thing ever. And it's like, wow, we need to really, really do some education on grief. Like that could have sent me spiraling back down. And, and just to piggyback on that, though, like as nurses, like we don't get any type of counseling. You lose a patient. They expect you to wrap them up, put them in the yep. body bag and continue yep. working. They don't even give you a cigarette break. Nope. You don't, no, no. You know, but let's say a cop shoots somebody. You killed somebody. Not somebody, you know, like you actually right. are the reason. They give you a free vacation. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. I, it's so it's so many crooked things in our society that we need to fix. Oh, my God. Yeah. Then Absolutely. the last thing is celebration. So after we've done all this work, we're talking about the mm -hmm. eight recharge pillars of self-care. We, we're focusing back, y'all. We're going back. Okay. <laughs> after you've done that self-advocacy, you've, you've eaten nutritious meals, you've moved your body, you've relaxed and meditated, you've done the forgiveness and the healing. Now it's time to celebrate. So we do all these wonderful things in this life, but we never take time to just pat ourselves on the back. 
Mm-hmm. So we should really just go back and and review all the things we've done. Maybe maybe do a monthly thing. What can I? What am I proud of about myself this time, this month, mm-hmm. this week, this year? What have I accomplished? We just keep going like we're a nonstop spinning wheel, but we never take time to celebrate ourselves and just say, wow, you did that or you did a good job. Mm. Just pampering. You may not get it from anybody else, so you better pamper and nurture yourself and celebrate yourself. So celebration is a huge part of self-care, self-love and recharging your batteries. So those are the eight recharge pillars. Man, I'm trash at that, too. Yep. Like I've I've literally <laughs> probably and I'm I don't think I'm the only man that does this, but I've I've defined myself by my my job and the well being of the women in my life. Because mm. I have three daughters. Okay. You know, so um so like I that's that's my success. How are mm-hmm. they doing? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I've I've put so much of my own celebrations on the back burner, celebrate them. And yep. not that they don't deserve it, but damn, I kind of deserve it too. Yep, we all do. And that's why it's self-care. Mm-hmm. It's it's your roadmap to being whole, to being having a happy, healthy, harmonious lifestyle, to have that total harmony, to get the, to have everybody see, not only just for them, but for you to see the total picture of who you are and the, and living the lifestyle that you really, really want for yourself. So it's called self-care. And these eight things are all about you. And we have to change the stigma that self-care is selfishness. So, so often, oh, you're so selfish. Why? Because I said no to what you wanted and said yes to something that I needed for me. So, so we have to change that and, and, and make self-care a necessity, not an option. Mm. So take care of yourself. When, when people see you taking care of you, they're going to treat you better. Let me ask you this. Uh-huh. What was the last time where you just looked look back? You and looking back, what was the last time where you were like, damn, you dope. You did that, girl. <laughs> um, I would say last week, uh, when I when I was a part of the book collaboration with my twin sister with Les Brown, and That's it so became good. a bestseller that was number that was book number eleven for me being a part of book number 11. And that book has become, fortunately, all of the books that I've been a part of have been number one bestsellers. So just looking and being able to say, wow, I'm a 10 time bestselling international author on my own, but now I have another collaboration that I'm a part of. So doing things like that and knowing that I'm leaving my stamp on the world, knowing that Mm -hmm. I'm leaving an impact and that other people are inspired by my grief's journey, which tore Mm -hmm. me to shreds, but you never know who's looking at you for inspiration. And all I'm trying to do is just live each day in this new norm of being without my son. Mm. But you never know the impact you can have on someone else by just getting out of bed every day, by just putting one one foot at a time out of the bed and the shoes don't even have to match. But as long as you get up, somebody else may get up just because of you. Yeah, really. How, how do you hook up with Les Brown? Like that dude is a legend. Him and my sister are really, really good friends. So mm. So uh, I say divine connections through through my twin sister, Dr. Cheryl Wood. <laughs> that's that's so her dope. and Les Brown. Her and Les Brown are really really uh, good friends, and they do a lot of projects together. So we actually did uh, two books, I think, with him this year. Mm-hmm. Two two books this year with him mm-hmm, that I was okay. part of the collaboration. Okay. So, yeah. Um. Let's see. And you are the founder of Total Harmony Enterprises. What's what's that? So Total Harmony Enterprises is 
my speaking, my written work, um, where I teach mm -hmm. the the recharge pillars of self-care, where I go and speak and host workshops and events. Um, and ladies recharge is something that stemmed off of that. That's a part mm -hmm. of Total Harmony Enterprises, because as women, we take on so many roles, not to negate anything that the men do, but we take on so many roles and we're nurturers. So yeah. we take care of everybody else first and then we put ourselves last on the plate. Yeah. We fill up everybody else's cup and ours is down to three down to three quarters empty. So with Ladies Recharge, I created events where the ladies just step away from all their responsibilities, whether it be we've rented out a yacht, we've rented a movie theater. Mm -hmm. And we've all like 70, 80 women, we've all gotten together and just had the female camaraderie relax and recharging our batteries so that we can go back and still be everything to our families, but also be all those things to ourselves first. And if anybody wants to book you, how do they get in contact with you? They can go to TotalHarmonyEnterprises.com. Um, also, another part of what I do is Make Me Over Wellness. That's my uh, wellness on wheels. So I actually have a mobile spa where I do body contouring work, because if you look good, you feel good. So I help to boost body images, letting people know just because you're not happy with something, you don't, don't have to necessarily go out and have surgery to fix it. You can do non-invasive things that's going to help to enhance your health and your waistline and your body, like sauna wraps, where I wrap people up, put them in the sauna, help them to detox. Um, I also do like non-invasive butt lifts and massage. And so I do all those things, but I do it on wheels. I have a truck that I had tricked out with a TV, electricity, everything in there. You get in, you forget where you are and you get spa treatments right on wheels. So I can pull up on you or you can pull up on me, either one. <laughs> and that's makemeoverwellness.com. Make so <laughs> what's the snapback about? Like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> <I'm just laughs> I need to know. I see that and I'm like, wait, a minute, hold on. How did you rejuvenate it? <laughs> so, I mean, again, it goes back to nutrition and movement. So mm -hmm. while I have my clients there, I'm educating them on ways that they can keep the figure that, because you can lose inches right in a session with me. In an hour, you literally can see your body transform in an hour with me. And so doing things like a lot of us have a lot of toxins and mucus mm -hmm. in our body mm -hmm. by detoxing, by just perspiring and getting those toxins out of your body, you release inches. Some people lose pounds. But you also help your health because it lowers your blood pressure. It also helps to de-stress you. So it also is good for your skin. So all those things, even though, you know, the purpose is they want to lose some weight, mm -hmm. it also has health benefits. So our waistline, ladies, your waistline, if your waistline is greater than 35 inches, men greater than 40 inch waistline, you are directly predisposing yourself to heart attack and stroke. So it's an educational process while we're getting you snacked at the same time. <laughs> and then I do post-surgical care. So some, some people are like, look, I can't do it on my own. I'm going to get surgery. Come see me afterwards. We'll do your lymphatic massages. We'll make sure that your incisions are healing properly, that you're not getting infections, and ways to make sure that you're not gaining weight in different areas that you didn't get the surgery on. Please stop going to Puerto Rico to get these asses. <laughs> you, you out here looking like a box Chevy. Stop it. Please. <laughs> I don't know. It's the same butt for everybody. It's like, it is. <laughs> and 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 I hate to do this to my fellow nurses, but oh my god, like like it's, it's a lot of nurses doing this now. Uh, oh, I mean, like I probably heard at least a hundred nurses. Wow, talking about somebody they know or that they did it, you know, mm -hmm. um, and it doesn't always go well. No, it doesn't. I know some 
some tragedies that happen from people getting surgery um, abroad and locally. So you never know how your body's going to respond to that anesthesia. Yeah. So, you, you don't know, have to do it. Don't. don't yeah. And there are other ways to get the body that you want that's not, you know, non-surgically. You know, to each his own. I'm not knocking anybody if that's what you want to do. But make sure that you're getting the proper aftercare. Um, if you do decide to go that route, make sure mm -hmm. that you're going to someone that's experienced, that knows what they're doing, and didn't just watch a YouTube video. Somebody that's certified in doing this. And, you know, and, and I would want a nurse. Like, if I know somebody, if I was going to do anything like that, Man. I need a nurse to take care of me because she knows what she's doing. And then, you know, making sure that you're getting the proper rest. Don't just bounce back and be out there drinking and doing things. I see so many people that's had surgery and then they're, I'm like, didn't you just have surgery last week? And they're, they're back up and up and about. So they don't know. They don't understand. They can throw blood clots. There's so many different things that can happen if you're not educated or you're not getting the proper aftercare that you need to rejuvenate if you decide to go that route. But there are other ways that you can get mm -hmm. the body you want without surgery. Yeah. And, and stop, you know, don't shortchange yourself if you're going to do it. Like you got a, you got a $1,300 phone, but you want to, you, you want to get surgery 30% off. It don't make no sense. <laughs> like, <laughs> like if you got, if you're going to spend top dollar on some shit, spend a top dollar on surgery. Yeah. I'm, I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. and, and embrace who you are. Embrace. I mean, everybody's not meant to look alike. So embrace who you are. Sometimes, some of this is due to lack of self-love and embracing who you really are. Let's face it. Real women have curves and the older that we get our hormones change. And so yes. that can shift our weight and it can shift your shape. So then you have to change it up. You have to do things differently. You can't eat those Big Macs and those French fries like you used to 10 and 15 years ago when now you're 40 and over. And your body is starting to shift because your metabolism is slowed down because now your hormones are different. You have to change up what you're doing for yourself. So things like forty is a brick wall for you. <laughs> I'm not saying that because I'm over forty and I'm not at no brick wall. I, I'll be fifty <laughs> in ten days. And you're so not I at know. a brick wall. <laughs> oh, I'm shit. When I hit forty, oh my god, it was I hit a wall. You know, and it, I won't say a brick wall, but um, you definitely it, it, you notice a change. Things like at change. 30, 30, I didn't notice a change. No, at forty. Yeah. I'm like, I would oh. say 40s and over, especially like 45 yeah. and older, you start to notice a little different. You might Definitely. have those aches and pains that you didn't have before. That's why it's important to do everything nurturing to your body now, because 10 years down the line, you're going to feel the effects of what you're doing today. So Absolutely. if you're still eating the junk and you're still not moving your body, you're going to feel the effects of that 10 years down the line. So mm -hmm. nurturing yourself every single day, and it's never too late to make changes. So get up, move your body change what you're eating stop eating those processed foods if it's packaged it's packaged with salt to keep it to keep it pretty so you'll want to eat it get yeah. feet fresh frozen those are the best ways that you want to eat read up on what you're eating if you don't know the ingredients on the back then read up on them and see if it's something you really want to ingest decrease your dairy products mucus out mucus the body doesn't know what to do with the mucus that's in your body and you're wondering why you're always getting sinus infections or coughing or colds or you don't feel well. The mucus is just floating around your body. Doesn't know what to do. So we have to read up on what we're doing, what we're ingesting, so that we can take better care of ourselves. So what's uh, in the future for you? Um, I'm working on a new book called Take Back Your Life. So that's next. Take Back Your Life. Um, 
because I'm actually taking back my life. Um, one was quitting my job. <laughs> that I was saw no that longer, post. How did that was feel? no longer serving serving my spirit, my energy, anything because of losing Jordan. So mm. after losing my son, death and dying wasn't something I, I could be around every day anymore. And so you have to be honest with yourself. And it's okay to make shifts in your life. And so I'm taking back my life, the things that no longer align with what I am about today, what am I, what is nurturing me today, which makes me happy today has to go. If it's not nurturing me, then it's hindering me. And Absolutely. so I'm taking, I'm taking back my life. I took it back. I'm taking it back. However you want to put it. And I'm going to teach you how to do the same thing. <laughs> so I saw the picture. You had your, 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 your ID badge and you're sitting in the car. <laughs> and this is before you went and turned in your badge. Uh-huh. Which, what are you thinking at that moment? Are you excited or are you nervous or both? I was nervous because we mm-hmm. never want to change is hard. We are creatures of habit. Yeah. We never want to make changes and especially drastic changes like that. You're like, oh my God, is my money going to be right? Because I didn't have another job. It wasn't like I gave notice. I just was like, I can't do this no more. <laughs> I was literally driving to mm-hmm. a job and I called mm-hmm. human resources and said, listen, I can't do this anymore. Where can I, where can I turn in my badge, my, and my cell phone and my computer? And I made a U-turn. I, well, I did make a phone call to my sister first mm-hmm. and I was crying on the phone. I was like, girl, I want to do this no more. I can't do this no more. I don't want to do this. Like, and she was like, girl, forget them. Get, go ahead, quit. <laughs> <laughs> girl, go ahead, quit. You know, you need that one person to pump you up, right? <laughs> right. Hey, that, that's what you need, a good cheerleader in your life. My sister was my hype woman that day. She was like, girl, go ahead and quit. You need anything, you call me, I got your back. And then she, look, and not only did she say it, she meant it. She literally mm. got on Cash App and sent me some money just to make sure I was okay. That's, that's the kind of people you want in your life. That's the kind of that circle is. you want to be in. If your circle not about that life, get you a new circle. <laughs> that's, shout out to your sister. Yes. Yes. And, it, and it just took all the stress and anxiety away from it. I went in. I I went in just, you know, strutting, like turning my stuff in. <laughs> and came back out laughing. I was like, oh, I feel free. It freed me. It literally freed me because I was going to a job that I did not want to be at anymore. I just couldn't do, I couldn't do it anymore. Yo, and I was I very good at it. I've, I mean, I've been a nurse for almost 31 years. I've never, ever, I don't have any write-ups. I've never been suspended. I've never been fired from a job. So to just, I've never, ever quit a job. You, just you never got fired? No. Well, never been fired, fired from before. a job. But I didn't get fired for like, for, for cause. I just got fired <laughs> because I had already quit. You know, I just no call um, on the show. No, I, no, I never did that. But this was the first time in 30, almost 31 years of being a nurse that I didn't give a two week notice. This is the first job I've not given two week notice. So you knew I was done. <sighs> you yeah. know, two weeks, new week. Who cares? Because <laughs> you know, they will they will fire you. Yes. At eight o'clock in the morning. Yep. And not care. No, they'll fire you after you work the whole day. <laughs> and they'll actually they'll actually have your job on Indeed before they fire oh, you. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 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 yeah, so, yeah. Hey, you do what you got to do out there. Yeah. I was in a meeting once, um, and I was working at this place. Same reason. I just couldn't. I was fed up. I couldn't take it anymore. And my boss was like, "Cause." Well, let's have a meeting with so and so. Let's let's fix it. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting there in the meeting, and so and so said some shit that was out of pocket. I said, "You know what? I quit." Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I just got up and walked out. My boss followed me out there, take a couple of days off, you know, blase spree. And I respected that. I appreciated right. that. Right. You know, I came back after them couple of days, and yeah, I still quit. Yeah. 
Sometimes yeah. you got, you know, like, and, and the one thing you said about, you know, being selfish, I, that's not, a, you know, people look at that as a bad thing. Everybody is right. selfish. Yeah. Everybody on the planet is selfish because yeah. when it comes down to it, you and yours come before everybody else. So I'm wrong with being selfish. You should be. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, man, this is and that's what it was about for me that day. I was like, I can't do this anymore. I have to nurture my mind because it was it was tearing me up mentally, like going in there every day, knowing that, you know, it was just like you aren't for me yeah. after everything I had been through with my son coming back and going to a death visit on the first day that I come back from grieving my son. And it, it was just a lot. And it was just like, I can't do this anymore. I don't want to work for, I don't want to work for a company like this. I don't want to work for people like this anymore. And I was like, you're in control of your life. That's the biggest thing that people need to know. You are in control. Yeah. And you know, you're in control. The next day I had two jobs, y'all. <laughs> that's, how, that's, how, that's how it is out here right now. No, nobody wants to work anymore. So it's a whole lot of job openings. I was like, if I want another job, I can just get one. I nobody wants to work for a shitty employer. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because there's a lot of folks out here that you got that, that have good employers that ain't yeah. going nowhere. Right, right. You know, yeah. So um, this this whole work shortage crap, uh, stop it. I mean, it's not a work shortage. It's a treating people decent shortage. Yeah. And people have options now. So they're going to yes. pick the higher pay and the company that Absolutely. tends to be concerned more about you than, 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 you know, than the other job. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I, this has been a phenomenal conversation. Yes. Um, <laughs> thank you so Absolutely. much. Thank um, you. And, and it looked like you didn't bounce back great. I don't even call it a bounce back. I'm talking about from the job. You know, oh, oh, like, from the, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Screw yeah. them. Yeah. Doing great. Best sellers up the wazoo. Keep it yeah. up. Um, oh, man, writing a whole book. I couldn't do that. Jesus Christ. That, <laughs> yes, you can. <laughs> that's a labor. Well, you know what? You got to know your limits. <laughs> like if I had somebody I could dictate it to. That's different. But to sit down and actually type something or write it up, oh my God. Oh. <laughs> I'm too all voice, over the place. You do the voice text. It'll it'll type it for you. Yeah. You can yeah. do that. Just have to check the I don't think I'm interesting enough though. We'll see. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, if there's anything that I can ever do for you, please don't hesitate to let me know. Absolutely. Um again, I want to thank you for your time. And your wisdom. Um, and I definitely am going to, uh, I rarely re-listen to my shows. I'm going to re-listen to this one so I can get those steps because uh, a couple of them I definitely could use. All um, right. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so and, much for having me. I appreciate it. Oh, my God, man. I've, I've been checking. You know, I've been seeing what's going on with you. I watch. Um, <laughs> and, and, and you just do a lot for a lot of people. Oh, thank you. <laughs> well, you deserve it. You know, I like to give people the flowers if I can. Yes, yes. Uh, here's your roses. You are a phenomenal human being, and thank you for your existence. Thank you. You are welcome. Um, is there anything you want to say before we shut it down? Um, just check me out on social media at Sheree M. Good, just like it's spelled on here. On Facebook, I'm Dr. Sheree M. Good. Um, again, my websites are totalharmonyenterprises.com or makemeoverwellness.com. So. And I totally fucked your name up, and you didn't say nothing. Well, I didn't me. want to correct you on your show. I figured I'd say I figured I'd say my own name later, Dr. Sharia. Oh. <laughs> no, you gotta let me know. I'm <laughs> shit. Now I feel bad. You only said it once. I'm, it's okay. I'm, so, I'm sorry. It's all right. It's all right. <laughs> um, anyway, thank you. And uh you have a 
a phenomenal evening. And tell your sister thank you. I will. I will. And, Good night. And Joshua, too. That's the thing, right? Yes, Joshua. Uh, tell him thank you. Good night, absolutely. and you have a great one. All right. Good night, y'all. <laughs>